Hey, my friends, we're back at the Pop Culture Workshop. Boy, there was a lot this week, just the past couple of days, that blew up the internet. So let's start earlier in the week, shall we, with uh, a film announcement in the most... Deadpool Ryan Reynolds way <laughs> possible, right? We thought we He's trolling. He's got all his he's got his like alcohol that he's pouring. Oh my god, yeah. The <laughs> the product placement was fantastic. <laughs> but it was one of those things of like ever since Disney bought Fox out, we wondered what was going to be the fate of Deadpool, right? In the MCU. Yeah. And so we thought, well, Comic Con's back for the first time in a couple of years. There's gotta be a Deadpool announcement there. And then there wasn't. Nope. And then D23 happened. We're like, all right, this is pro- this is where they're going to have to throw down because they, you know, they've at Comic-Con they laid out the four through six phases and there were some empty ones there, but they're going to come with the Deadpool. Yeah. And then they didn't. They came with the Thunderbolts. And then on a random Wednesday morning, like Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. No fanfare. No fanfare. There's just this video that shows up online of Ryan Reynolds sitting there starting in the Deadpool suit, like talking about how, you know, we, 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 we were late for D23 and this, but we really want to make these Deadpool movies special, and uh, I just, I got nothing. And he just sits there and basically says, I'm sorry, I, I have nothing. And then all of a sudden, Hugh Jackman walks by, and he's like, hey, Hugh, you want to be in a Deadpool movie? Hugh Jackson's like, yeah, sure. And then, boom, Deadpool 3, the Wolverine claw marks come over the Deadpool sign, and it says 9624, and ta-da, there's your Deadpool announcement. Yeah. I mean, that's how to do it. I mean, yeah. and that's and that's totally a, a, a Deadpool just... Um, <laughs> well, and then, yeah. even better, they have the, the Deadpool announcement part Hugh. So they follow it up with part Hugh, and it's Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman sitting on a couch. I don't know if you've seen this one. Not yet, no. It's a follow-up. So sitting on a couch, and they're like, hey, I know a lot of people have questions. How's Logan alive, right? Because Logan died. That was going to be the last time Hugh Jackman played Wolverine Logan. Yes. Was in the Logan movie. Logan died. And they're like, oh, you're probably wondering, how's Logan alive? Well, and, you know, Logan happened in 2039 is when that was scheduled to happen. Um, you know, that's when that time frame is. And Ryan Reynolds like, we're not touching that. But in our particular movie, and all of a sudden, jitterbug. Jitterbug. They start playing Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go as Ryan Reynolds and, and Hugh Jackman are describing the movie, what it's going to be. And they're like saying like you could see they're dropping F-bombs left and right. And it's like, like Hugh Jackman's like I put, you know, my the, the claws into Deadpool's head. And then Deadpool comes up and is like, oh, I'm laughing. And then all of a sudden it drops out and goes, and it's just Ryan Reynolds doing this like, thank you, Kevin Feige. And Hugh Jackman's like, yeah, thanks, Kevin Feige. And it was like, Deadpool, 9-6-24. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's chef's kiss. Oh, yes. I, I cannot wait. Uh, so those are a couple of things. Can, cannot wait for them to right the wrong of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, God. Which was yeah. the abs- oh, yeah, I Yeah, I know they made a joke about it, a couple jokes in the Deadpool movies, but no. Like, oh, yeah. We, we need that definitive Wolverine Deadpool movie appearance. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, Twitter is going to be fantastic breeding grounds for when it gets closer to the release between Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. It already is between those two from time to time. Yeah. I want a Wolverine Spider-Man meme. I want Wolverine in the yellow 90s X-Men cartoon costume, the X-Men from 2000, and the old Logan all pointing at each other. Yeah. Because we have the multiverse. So make it freaking 
happen. Oh, well, Doctor Strange, anything's possible. Right. That 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 it is, Kev. That it is. And the other thing that broke the internet just transpired. Uh, I just heard about it as the recording of this. It happened last night on The Daily Show. After seven years, Trevor, no- Trevor Noah announces no longer going to be in The Daily Show. No longer yeah. going to be the host. Seven years I just taking over for Jon Stewart. Just saw him at State Fair, actually. Yeah. He's, yeah. Re- he's so, really funny. Um, yeah. And, I get, and, you know, it's so... I remember when he took over seven years ago, and everyone was like, "Oh, because John Stewart was just an institution." Oh yeah, you know, and and so people just, uh, you know, whatever. But he he very very quickly came into his own, and he's he hilarious, and he and, and there's so many so much he added to it. He would have those mid commercial like real talks and yes, everything that he would um, release online. And he was the only one who understood when the pandemic happened how to put a video together online because you know Jimmy Fallon was holding up his phone vertically and doing the monologue with no audience and everybody's like doing all this stuff and Seth Meyers eventually got a hold of it but um yeah he he no, was doing yeah. he was doing videos in the style of like old YouTube videos with like reactions and oh 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 know? yeah yeah he did a really I mean, good he, job yeah he knows what he's doing he's funny and he's yeah. um, and it'll be interesting to see who they decide to you know put in his place would it be Jordan Klepper will it be you know mm-hmm. they have a lot of really talented Roy Wood Jr. Desi Lydic I mean they have so many talented um, people on that show it'll be interesting to see who they end up correspondence is what I was looking for. Yeah. Who they end up going up going with. So that those were the two big things uh, that kind of broke the internet this week. One other thing that kind of broke the internet as far as a lot of people were like, yeah, it's as bad as I thought it was going to be. Rob Zombie's oh, The Monsters boy. is finally now on Netflix. And talking to Eric Davis from Fandango.com, you can hear the full interview every Saturday morning with Let's Talk, Art, Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment at 8 a.m. on WMAY. We, I said, hey, Rob Zombie's The Monsters now on Netflix, and it seems like the best thing to be said about it is it's a thing on Netflix. And you know Eric Davis. Eric Davis, not not a... He has not, like, a bad word to say about anything. And he said, yes, it is a thing on Netflix. (laughs) And he brought up a good point of, like, yes, Rob Zombie loves the subject matter of this, okay? But when a Rob – fans of a Rob Zombie movie want – Grizzly, kind of gritty, like that that exploitation 70s. Yeah, they want – that. This is a PG movie. So it's like – who is who's the audience for this particular incarnation of Rob? And from what I read, the the one review I read, which gave it like a three out of ten, said all that production value that went into Mockingbird Lane and 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 the house and recreation is only in the movie for five minutes. It's the last five minutes yeah. of the movie this when they a, show up at the house. This is an origin story, and you don't get Herman until thirty minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a hundred and eleven minutes long, and just it's yeah. I I read and uh, watched a review of it that had a bunch of the clips of the movie in it, and it's just yeah. It it's cheaply made. Well, I don't know if it's cheaply made. It was I, like, a smaller budget. Than it was what a he's smaller used budget, to. but it looks like you know. It, <laughs> I heard somebody. De- I heard somebody describe it as it looks like. Um, it looks like a local mattress commercial. <laughs> yeah, it that's really what it looks like. Like for their Halloween commercial they do, which is an insult to mattress commercials. Because like if you've seen some of the commercials that get put, you know, they actually like attempt to put you know production into that. This looks 
just absolutely just not great. Uh, there's a part with a dragon that it's very much just a. It looks like a rubber hose almost. I mean, I mean part of that is the callback to the old he, effects of the actual it, show. I mean, he wants it to be, you know, but but, but there's ways to do that. But it's, it, it, but but and then, I know Rob Zombie loves his wife, but I don't. Oh yeah, okay. Sherry Moon is quite controversial as far as her acting ability. Uh, so yeah, so if you you have an extra hour and forty one minutes that you don't want of your life back, you may want to check out uh, the monsters on Netflix. Hocus Pocus two drops dropped last night as the recording of this podcast, the yeah. uh, pop culture workshop, and it's gotten pretty decent reviews thus far. Although. The only returning character besides the Sanderson sisters is Billy Butcherson because apparently Thora Birch had another project going on and a couple of the other original characters didn't have time or didn't want to come back. And so they don't really – it doesn't really – even apparently Thackeray Binks is not – while mentioned, not in this particular film. Uh, So we'll we'll see how it's – the response to it. It's become a cult classic, the original Hocus Pocus. So you have a built-in fan base that I think is a little more – Forgiving than a, maybe a monsters fan base. I'm not. I'm not trying to be rude when I say this, but I think the people who are huge fans of Hocus Pocus are going to like it. Probably already liked it before yes. it came yeah. out. Yep. So I mean, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. I, as I said, I didn't really watch Hocus Pocus growing up as much as I watched the other Disney Channel original movies. Uh, so uh, yeah, so a lot I don't know. I mean, I, I, and I don't hate it. I'm not like trying to be like I'm a contrarian and I don't like this. I mean, for, I've seen Hocus Pocus. I think it's fine, and I'm sure I would have loved it growing up. I just don't have that connection it. to yeah. it. But a lot of people do. Something that a lot of people have a connection to as well. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, they had a very successful first season of Game Changers because. They brought back Emilio Estevez as Gordon Bombay. And then you had some of the other original ducks show up. Season two does not have Emilio Estevez. So I don't know what we're doing here at this point. Exactly. Um, I watched the first season. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I will give the second season a chance. But I just don't know how far you – what kind of legs or, pardon me, wings for the ducks you have uh, without – that tether to the original that brought everyone to the table of Gordon Bombay and Emilio Gustavus. Yeah. Is there, I mean, without spoiling it, at the end of the first season, is there a reason why he wouldn't be coming back? No. No. Okay, it, so they it just... ended up being. It ended up being, um, I think, a twofold situation. Estevez wanted more money, and he didn't want to follow the COVID protocols. Like, oh. so, so they, they, they kind of, so I think it's Josh Duhamel is now like this hard ass coach and they go to the summer camp and Lauren Graham's there and the rest of the kids are back. But I mean, obviously it's, it's a, I mean, it's, it's, it's more for the new generation. It was the old generation would show their kids the new show because of me, the rest of us in it. Yeah, and but so, other than that, no one's. Yeah. No so. one under our age knows who the. Well, under my age, and I mean, that's pushing it, would know the Mighty Ducks. Right, right. So. so I don't. I mean, they should have just waited to. When he calmed down, they could have gotten yeah. him on ice cream or something. It's right, like, exactly. Here, settle down, immediately. Come back to do the show. Um, one other thing that's out this week on streaming. Uh, a movie with Zac Efron called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. It's mm-hmm. on Apple Plus. Talking to Eric Davis. It looks ridiculous. It's based on an actual true story of a guy. I, I don't know if you know this. I didn't know the full backstory, But it's based upon a guy whose friends went to Vietnam. 
were in Vietnam and he was kicking around back home, like just kind of, I don't want to say a loser, but just kind of aimless. And someone said, hey, man, you should, you know, you should bring some beer to the front lines. And he took it literally and actually found a way to get to Vietnam on the battlefield, like in the battlefield to drink beers with his friends. So the story apparently is better than the movie, if that says oh. anything. So the story about the, the actual story is, it's based on is way better than the actual movie that's itself. Cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. I, I mean, so, that's, and it's Zac Efron plays the dude who's trying to get the beer to his friends. I mean, I so. guess you like Zac Efron. It's enough to yeah. check on, it out. That's on Apple Plus. So those are all the big things coming to streaming. In theaters this weekend, Bros. Bros. Seen a lot of um, ads for this. Yeah, and a lot, lot of, of positive, positive response to it. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Bros is a gay rom com. Uh, it is the first time we're going to see. Well, I don't want to say first time, but first time in this but, vein. But like, sort of taken. I mean, it's it's a comedy, so not seriously. But but taken not as. Oh, these characters are gay, and they're like, "Ooh, it's a hoo-hoo-hoo, you know, right, like yes. an extremely stereotypical. This is like your rom com that'll have plenty of raunchy jokes in it, I'm sure, but it's just you know a, a love story between two guys. Yeah, it's and that's what it is. It's Billy Eichner, and they went so far as the entire cast is LBGTQ plus. It's produced by Judd, A- Judd Apatow, directed by Nicholas Stoller, who directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, the latest incarnation of the Muppets. That's that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, the reviews, it is uh, Apatow's best movie he's produced since Trainwreck oh, with Amy Schumer okay. back in the day. So it's funny throughout, a lot of really great jokes. It's not just because there's going to be those people that always are like, uh, you know what, who, you know, you the know, word you know, they're going to say, I'm not going to say it, no, but they're going to say, oh, it's just being made. But, but this movie actually has heart. It is funny from what I from what I gather, and it's a relatable story. It's two commitment phobes who try to get into a relationship. And and that's something that's, people can relate to. People people can relate to that, and that's something we've seen. But um, you know, it's the comedy. It, the thing about a comedy is it has to be funny. Yes. And, and so that, if it's funny, then people will like it. And with know. Billy Eichner, you know it's going to be. Oh funny. yeah. He did his first Billy on the Street in three years to promote this movie. If you've not watched that Billy on the Street, I highly Go recommend you do so. Yeah. It is it is quite hilarious. So that's out in theaters, uh, in a wide release. In a more limited release, we have Spirit Halloween, the movie. <laughs> okay, so with I With Christopher heard... Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook are in this movie. Oh, no. It's in limited release. I heard about this, and I forgot they were doing it. And so the trailers are online. The premise is these three teen, early teen boys decide to be a good idea to spend the night at a, ho- at a Spirit Halloween store. But shockingly, some of the things in the Spirit Halloween store come alive and and have spirits and they possess this one kid's girlfriend yeah and so can they spend the night in the spirit halloween store well i want to watch that that sounds fun yeah so it's got like i said christopher lloyd rachel lee cooker in it uh it's limited release so if you can find a theater that's playing it i'm sure it's gonna be coming to uh digital on demand sometime relatively soon so mm-hmm. that's out if you really want to get scared the movie smile comes out in theaters Ooh, nationwide you see all those people smiling in the stands of that baseball game oh man the digital the the, the marketing <laughs> for that was fantastic not the yeah. digital but just like the the guerrilla marketing yeah. uh, if you missed it they sent cast members from the movie 
and bought them seats at baseball games specifically to where the camera would catch them. And they just wore a shirt that said smile and just smiled maniacally right in the camera. As creepily as, as possible. As creepily as possible, just smiled. From what I gather, um, it's a combo kind of like It Follows and The Ring. Uh, it starts out with a very intense scene where uh, a person comes in and says, hey, I've been seeing this entity. It's been following me. Uh, the, the, the person, you know, the doctor that they're saying it to is like, eh, okay, let's, let's talk more. And then the person kills themselves in front of the doctor. And that's how we're often going in Smile. Well, there you go. So, and uh, it kind of gives me Fallen vibes, too, if you've seen Denzel Washington's Fallen. Yeah. Uh, it gives that vibes as well. It's getting decent reviews. And so we're, we're entering in the spooky season, Kev, so that may be something this, you want to see this week. This has been a good year for horror movies. Yeah, and we still have Halloween Ends coming up. We'll talk yeah. more about that. Uh, and finally, the last couple of things that we have here in the Pop Culture Workshop, James Earl Jones. 91 yep. years old, James Earl Jones, been the voice of Darth Vader for almost since, over 40 years. Since Star yeah. Wars has been... Yeah. He has signed been. over the rights to Disney and to Lucasfilm to use his voice in perpetuity as the voice of Darth Vader. Yeah. He's just not going to be recording any more new dialogue. So that means they can take all the other stuff where they can take AI and deep fake his voice Which I th- and use it. I think they were doing in Kenobi, Kenobi. They were, because yes. if you if you watch Rogue One there's a scene with him and director Krennic and it's very very obvious that James Earl Jones was pushing 90 recording the lines for that movie yes. which I didn't care because I love James Earl Jones oh, same here but uh, it and you wonder if it's not like so he signed the deal with Disney Lucasfilm. You wonder if he's also signed it over because they have the Mufasa prequel coming out, and oh, he was God. the voice of Mufasa. Yeah. So you're wondering if they're going to AI Mufasa's voice well, as well. Yep. Yeah. You, you bet so, they're going to do it. Yeah. So there's that. So that's just audio only, right? And and, and you kind of expected that at some point yeah. because of how how far I don't know how. If you ever watch videos, people do of like AI uh, voiceover stuff. But oh, man, the 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 AI voice technology has come so far in the past few years; it's pretty creepy. It is. It is. And so that's just video, or that's just audio. Word coming out a couple days ago and, and breaking as we kind of record this is, you know, Bruce Willis has the aphasia, so he yeah. hasn't been able to actually act anymore. Well, he has authorized the use of his likeness to be using deep fake version of Bruce Willis to appear in movies. I, Kev, I'm going to go. I'm going to defer to you on this subject. I feel so bad for his condition and for his case. Sure, I'm. I'm guessing there are a couple of movies that he either wanted to do or that were in production that he he may have just said, you know, finish them without me. You know, I'm sure at some point he wanted to do a final Die Hard movie because that fifth one was really bad and, yeah. it would, and a bit better way to end the series with something else. Maybe he teams up with Samuel L. Jackson again from the right, third yeah. one. I don't know. But uh, I think that is going to be a horrible precedent that is going to be set because uh, the technology is getting better. It is. Um, it, going back to Rogue One, they went to great lengths to recreate Peter Cushing mm-hmm. for him to play his role from the uh, from A New Hope, Moff Tarkin, yeah. But, I mean, 
Yeah. This you're gonna get like new movies with James Dean, or you're gonna get the estate of whoever, the, right. whoever from like Judy Garland or whoever to make a new whatever. Yeah. It's it's you're right. I I don't know what to think about it. If it is just because he wanted a couple of projects, that's fine. But it is a new precedent being set. And we will have to wait and see how deep it runs. If Elvis starts bringing out actual new movies with Elvis Presley, yeah, instead of the you know, which by the way is on HBO Max now, the the Boz Lerman album. Yeah, I have not checked it out yet, but I need to. But it'll be interesting to see where we go from here, Kev. Yeah, and where we go, you know, we'll you'll we'll follow and give you the updates on the Pop Culture Workshop. <laughs> 